0: The Holy Gospel for this day is from From Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it from human origin? They argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know, and he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, The tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our creator, and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Blessed and holy God, we praise you for this time of worship. And we trust you when you say that where two or three are gathered in your name, you will be in their presence. We trust that you are here as surely as you were present for the disciples, that you speak to us through the centuries, and the word proclaimed, and you come to us in the bread and wine of communion, and we take you to ourselves and become the body of Christ in the world and in the week ahead, and that you will speak to the world through our voices, and that you will serve the world through our hands. In your holy and most blessed name we pray, amen. Well, as you know, Jesus often used parables to teach something about the life of faith. And today's gospel reading is a perfect example of that. We have a parable where Jesus is speaking to his disciples about faith. He tells the story of a father who has two sons. He tells one son, go into the vineyard and do the work of the vineyard. And the son says, no, I'm not going. But then changes his mind and goes and works in the vineyard he tells another son go into the vineyard and do the work of the vineyard and this son says yes i will go but does not go jesus looked at his disciples and asked them which of these two did the will of the father and the disciples response was the one who went into the vineyard and worked jesus smiled and knew that he got his lesson across about a life of faith for us today as we look at that parable we can see that a life of faith includes two aspects one i call the relationship with god it involves listening and discerning god's voice for us like the disciple or like the uh, two sons listening to the voice of their father We do that through our study, through our worship, through our prayer life. The other aspect of faith is serving in the world, going to work in the vineyard like the son who actually worked. So in a sense, we are called in your and my faith life to have two parts, like each of those sons. Part of our faith life is listening to the voice of God in our life and where we are to go into the vineyard. The other part of faith is actually to do the work of the vineyard. Sometimes I like to use an illustration to describe those two aspects of the faith. And I use the cross itself. The cross has a vertical dimension, right? Something pointing straight up and down. And I have that as analogous to our life in relationship to God. Our discernment, listening for God's voice in our life. The horizontal dimension of the cross symbolizes our life in community our life in the world our work of the vineyard now i said in the announcement time that we are a church that's now 500 years old as lutherans and started in the protestant reformation martin luther was steeped in discerning the voice of god what was god saying to him he studied and studied and studied he's his vertical dimension was very very strong He came up with an insight that changed the world. He said that famous Lutheran phrase that changed Christianity, that we are justified by grace through faith. And ever since then, for 500 years, much of Lutheran Christianity has been defined by our theology, what we believe, what we think about God, our doctrines, all have to do with this vertical connection with God. Lutherans have always emphasized education from our preschool age all the way through graduate school. We do so here at this church. We have an extensive Sunday school program which is going on right now. We have a confirmation program that lasts three years. All Lutheran clergy in this country are required to have four years of college education plus four years of graduate school education all part of trying to discern the voice of God, listening to what God has to say to us. And we do so with discipline, hard work, and insight. So we have traditionally been strong in this vertical dimension. And we are, at 500 years, celebrating our identity as Lutherans. What about the next 500 years? When you say you're Lutheran, people think, oh, you are people who have a certain theology, a certain belief system about God. It's that vertical dimension. What if in the next 500 years we started emphasizing just as much the horizontal dimension, where we are Lutheran, and we have work to do in this world. We have services to provide. Wouldn't that be an interesting way to define ourselves as Christians? Not just by our belief systems and our doctrines, but by our activity and involvement in creating a better world. As i thought about that, I have been reflecting on all the various places that Lutherans are already involved in the world. And we rarely talk about these agencies and um, Organizations that do good work in a horizontal fashion. For example, how many of you heard of Lutheran World Federation? Quite a few, not all of us. I'm going to go through and just mention a few to advertise with you certain things Lutherans are doing in the world. Lutheran World Federation is truly a worldwide organization. It's based in Geneva, has 74 million Lutherans represented. Dozens and dozens of countries and Lutheran churches are part of Lutheran World Federation. And their primary task, Lutheran World Federation, is to be in the world providing services. You've all heard of the United Nations. The United Nations contracts with Lutheran World Federation to provide management for many of the refugee camps in the Middle East. That's us doing that work. We don't talk about that very often. But it is the work of the vineyard you see in the world today. Lutheran World Federation has a hospital in East Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. It's called Augusta Victoria Hospital. I've been there three times. And I am so proud whenever I go into that hospital and I see Palestinian people who have no other place to get medical care being served by a Lutheran community at Lutheran Church. Lutheran World Federation. You are all part of that. It's part of the vineyard. Part of the work of the community. I've also been to a hospital in Tanzania, in Arusha, which is another Lutheran hospital that provides medical services for almost all of the northern part of Tanzania. We have a church mission trip planned there for next year. That's Lutheran World Federation, big, big international kind of organization, narrowing it down to our own country. There's another organization called Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services. Some of you have heard of that. It is one of the handful of agencies in this country that the State Department contracts with to vet immigrants and refugees coming into this country. Have you ever wondered how that all happens? Do you think the State Department does all that work? No, we are part of that. They contract with Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services to help people come into this country and to get them resettled. We actually have settled two families now and we are working with Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services, one of only two agencies in the entire country of the United States who welcome in unaccompanied children. Anya Hellman, who used to be a member of our church, now a pastor up in North Lake in Kenmore, she and her husband just welcomed a child from Eritrea, used to be part of Ethiopia, into their home through Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services. I'm mentioning all of this because it's part of that horizontal dimension of the faith that Christianity is not just about a set of doctrines of what we believe that's important, discerning what God's voice is for us, but it's also going to work in the vineyard. This big organization, this Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services, we're part of a national church called the ELCA as we kind of narrow it down more and more, ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, 10,000 congregations. 10,000 congregations and 4.5 million people. ELCA has a component called disaster response. And you've heard about the various hurricanes and earthquakes that have been going on. Lutheran disaster response goes to all of those places. You don't always hear about it because they spend really no money on advertising. Almost all the money goes to the actual services. So I'm advertising now to let you know that that is happening. It's part of what I hope will become our identity for the world around us. Oh, those Lutherans, they're the ones who are active in the world doing all this work of the vineyard. ELCA, the national organization, also has a kind of mini Peace Corps. we sponsor young adults, people in their 20s, who want to go overseas to spend a year of service to people in another country. It's called Young Adults in Global Mission, Young Adults in Global Mission, Yegum. We as the church Holy Spirit are sponsoring two of those young adults in their early 20s. One is Maylin Anthony. She's in Uruguay. Um, she happens to be from my home church in Minnesota. So there's a little bit of extra push to support her. And also, Jan Reistrom, who's raising her hand right now, <laughs> her son, Stephen, is in um, Hungary, and we're also supporting him as part of Yegam. It is the horizontal dimension of the faith, working in the vineyard. It's part of what we're called to do, part of what Jesus is teaching us today, that faith involves the vertical and the horizontal now down to our Northwest Washington Synod as we get narrower and narrower. We're part of a geographic cluster of churches that has about 100 congregations in it. We do ministry together, including things like support for veterans. We have been working hard to support homeless veterans, not only with housing, but with mental health services. We have Compass Housing. We have many different agencies. And most recently, we have Lutheran Counseling Network which just opened an office with one of our church members, John Cook, establishing a counseling service out of Salt House, our satellite church. He specializes with young adults, especially people with addiction issues. All ways of reaching into the vineyard. And I haven't talked about our church yet. I really can't because there's such a long list of social justice activities that we're about. Look it up in the program guide, okay? But what I will tell you is this and it pleases me so very much that when I'm out in the public and I introduce myself and say I'm Mike Anderson I'm one of the pastors at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church the one in Juanita on the corner and they say almost every time oh you're the church that's so active in the community we're beginning that redefinition you see of what it means to be a Lutheran Christian it's not just a set of beliefs and doctrines it is an identity of service and I think that's what Jesus' message for his disciples and for us is today the message that we're called upon to listen carefully to the voice of God in our lives and that's for you narrowing it down to you as an individual your faith life Is your relationship your prayer life your worship life your study life your connection with the Almighty the vertical but your life also is called to be working in the vineyard that horizontal dimension and you do that in so many different ways not just your church volunteering but your career as you go about your career with integrity with honesty with discipline you bring god's kingdom to this earth you students who are here i want to say to you you work the vineyard when you're at school and you see one of the kids is somehow left out and you reach out to include that young person you are building the community of god you are doing the work of the vineyard now you interpret that for your own life but the message for us today is that our faith life is not just about a set of doctrines or beliefs. It is about involvement in taking those doctrines and those beliefs and bringing them to the vineyard of this world of ours. Amen. Let us pray. Holy, gracious, and almighty God, we praise you, O Lord, for the Reformation, for the insights of Martin Luther, for our doctrines and our beliefs. Now, O Lord, help us also understand that we are to take those beliefs those doctrines, and engage the world in service, love, and compassion to build the kingdom of God around us. Work through our hands, work through our voices, O Lord. In your gracious name we pray. Amen.